everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show, where I talk about life. I talk about liberty. And yes, I talk about the pursuit of happiness. And I show you the world that us Cajuns do have intelligence. I hope you're having a good day. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, just remember that this is the day that the Lord has made. We should rejoice and be glad in it, ladies and gentlemen. What a busy week. And what a busy week. A lot going on. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not going to talk about the speaker's race until the third segment. Yes, I will talk about it because there is some stuff that's going on. It needs to be addressed. But there's a lot of other things that are happening in the world. And I think we need to address those things as well. I, I always tell people I, every time I, I, I watch politics and it's focusing on certain things. Look, the things that are happening in Israel needs to get covered it does it, it needs to be covered it needs to be told it needs especially the show and i know i know there's some pro hamas protesters out there that go into the capital and they don't call that an insurrection but they go into the capital and they talk about how poor palestinians and poor hamas and that needs to be shown as as saying look y'all need to stop okay i understand all that I also understand with the speaker stuff, it needs to be told, but I, I always tell people, going back to my original point, when something is covered, when the news media is covering everything under the sun or they focus on one main story, I always have that question, what is going on in the background? Because ladies and gentlemen, you cannot trust our government, unfortunately, left or right. And, and this is the whole thing. This is why I, I do what I do. I come on this, to come on this podcast and I try to find stories that they're not talking about because you, the American people need to hear those stories. And ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of good companies doing this, but I, I know I'm one small pea in a big pot, but hopefully one day, one day I'll be doing this full time. You can hear me every day, but right now it's twice a week. I have a busy schedule, <laughs> but anyway, um, with that being said, let, let's dive into our stories today, ladies and gentlemen, at this time of this recording, and I know some people might listen to this three days, four days, maybe two months, a year after the original show dropped, which we drop on Monday and we drop on Thursdays of every week. We try to at least, and ladies and gentlemen, at the time of this recording, the U.S. debt is sitting at a whopping $33.65 trillion. Now, you might ask me, Isaac, where did you get that? Well, I Googled it. And the Treasury Department backs up my claim of the U.S. debt sitting at $33.65 trillion. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot. And now look, I'm not going to place all the blame on President Joe Biden. Unfortunately, President Trump, President Obama, President Bush have a lot to, you have to place the blame on them as well. And look, I'm a big Trump guy. I like Trump. I, he's not, he's my, he's not my number one candidate for this cycle, but his policies worked. Okay. I'm good. I'm going to be, I'm just going to be straight up right there. It worked. But Trump spent a lot of money. Now, a lot of it was COVID-related. Uh, you had a lot of things that were, you know, that played into Trump spending a lot of money. Um, his stimulus package, I did not agree with. Um, you, ha you had a lot of things that, 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 that went into that debt reaching. Where is that now? Now, the current president, President Joe Biden, has use the credit card for the American people more than any other president, in my humble opinion. But $33.65 trillion, it's a lot. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I'm, you know, this is one of the reasons why we don't have a speaker is because the conservative wing of the congressional um, legislation was tired of spending money and the Democrats kept wanting to spend it and Republicans let's make a deal. And now the conservative party, we're in a situation. I know I said, I was gonna talk about it later on. We will. Um, but sitting at a whopping $33.65 trillion and ladies and gentlemen, it is, um, it, it, it is overwhelming. 
to see our country in that much debt. And that means my children, their children, which will be my grandchildren, are already in debt. And probably their children are already in debt. And it's just going to keep on climbing. Why am I bringing out the national debt? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the president for a while now has been worried about Ukraine. And he has been asking Congress to go ahead and put in an aid package for Ukraine, to go ahead and get more money for Ukraine. And Congress, to some, to Kevin McCarthy's credit and others, have been stonewalling the president. Well, since the president has been axing and started axing for more money for Ukraine and Congress has been stonewalling him, another war has broken out between a true ally, Israel. And ladies and gentlemen, Israel needs help. Now, as Americans, and there are allies in the Middle East, we have stepped out and helped them. And I'm happy. I, look, look, I, I support us giving more money to Israel than Ukraine. Now, I can hear some of you that are on the left that listen to this show. You're going to tell me, well, why? Is that because you're a friend of Israel? You're a conservative and you think we should spend? No, because they are our true allies. I'm not trying to say Ukraine isn't our ally, but come on. They are not part of NATO. They are they not. We have not made a treaty with them. We, we, in this war, we support them for their freedom. We will say that, but they're, they're not, they're not truly our ally. And on, on top of this, we have spent billions of billions of dollars in Ukraine already. But going back, Israel is in a conflict. They need our help. They are our ally. We have been sending humanitarian aid to Gaza. We have been, we have been doing our part as the world's police to say, listen, this war is going on, but we're going to protect our, we're going to protect our, our friends, Israel. We're going to help the civilians in Gaza. We're not going to help Hamas. There is checkpoints and protocols to make sure that Hamas does not get the humanitarian aid that we're sending to Gaza. Okay. Now, will it still fall into Hamas's hands? I hope not. But with this government, the way they botch up everything, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. So, you, you, you know, you have to wonder, but, but going back to why I'm talking about the national debt, Obama, uh, President Biden has seen an opportunity to spend more money, a whole whopping $106 billion. And ladies and gentlemen, wait, wait, wait what's, what's going on? Why? So the press, why, why is he asking for this money? Well, it's for, and get this, the wars and the border. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point. The president spoke to a national audience on Friday, which I was not aware. I think it was Thursday night because it was Friday when I, I found out. I wasn't even aware that the president was speaking. You didn't see, you didn't see no media coverage. You saw special live reports, but you didn't see Fox News or Newsmax or uh, Daily Wire, um, CNN. I, I follow all these people. They they blow up my phone every time a catastrophe has happens. Ladies and gentlemen, there was no broadcast that the president was talking to the nation. And normally you want the nation to watch. Now, to, 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 the, to the president's credit, well, not, to, to, the, to the president's PR team, I don't know why they decided to do it on a Thursday night. My New Orleans Saints were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I'd rather watch football than watch Joe Biden. And I think half of America would agree with me. So he was fighting a national football game. He was, um, they had a lot going on. So I don't know why they came up with this, but Biden goes on the television and he's talking to Congress who does not have a house speaker. They can't pass this if they want and they would not pass it. But he saw an opportunity to get more aid to Ukraine. And why do I say that? Because the president in this request of $106 billion, you know who, who gets the most money? Out of this $106 billion, it's Ukraine. Uh, according to Politico, $61.4 billion would go to Ukraine. $44.4 billion would be provided to our government to replenish weapons and equipment for our country. Ladies and gentlemen, look, side note here, Ukraine would get more money than the USA. And people say Biden cares about our country. 
He's he wants to give $61 billion to a foreign country, but our country would only get $44 billion? Well, Isaac, hold on. You got to remember that we have other, other uh, money elsewhere, so we really don't need $61 billion. I don't care if we, if I don't care. Our country should get the bulk of this money. Not Ukraine. Continuing. And it would replenish weapons. And the administration was also axing, according to, uh, to Biden. He needed $14.43 billion for Israel. And also he would need $9.15 billion for the State Department to, to provide humanitarian assistance, listen here, to Ukraine, to Israel, and to Gaza. Ladies and gentlemen, what's up with this president? What's up with this president? Now, 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 that four, now listen here, though. That $9.15 billion, I'm just thinking about it. Oh, no, wait, hold on. Let me, let me see how much he wanted for the border. That, that'd probably be a, um, a town hall, because town hall did an excellent article on why this Oval Office address didn't go well. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see how much it was. Could they have the numbers, too? Um, yeah, so uh, da, 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 da. only 14 billion would go to the border. So listen here, Ukraine would get the bulk of the money. They will also get a part of the humanitarian. I've been saying the word all night. I can't remember now. Humanitarian uh, fund. Our border would only get 14 billion. Israel would only get 14 billion. Our State Department would only get our, our, our for our weapons would only get forty four billion dollars. Who comes out on top on this deal? Ukraine. Oh, Isaac, y'all conservatives, y'all have been criticizing President Biden for God knows how long on Ukraine. There is a reason why. When you go in front of the American people. And you tell them, I'm asking Congress for $106 billion with a $33.65 trillion debt. We're going to criticize when you say, hey, also, one-third of that whole money is going to Ukraine. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I understand Ukraine is in a war with one of the biggest countries in the world. But come on, we've sent them billions and billions of dollars. This is, this is why I say President Biden does not put America first. This shows it. When you're going to give majority of money that we need to Ukraine, you care more about a country that's next door to Russia than people that can't buy food, can't put gas in their car. Oh, you got to remember they're fighting for democracy. I don't care when you have people in this country that got to survive on food stamps or live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, but the poor people of Ukraine. I, look, I feel sorry for these people, but they have gotten over 100 billion, if I'm not mistaken, possibly more. Biden is not an American first president. And listen, listen how he did. Look, he was smart on this. That, that, I will give him that. See, they're not going to fund the Congress. The Republican Congress isn't going to fund this Ukraine. So I'm going to throw the border in there because, see, they care about the border. And also, I'm going to throw Israel in there because if I put Israel, they, they, they're going to want to give money to Israel. Why did he have to go ahead and throw Ukraine? Ukraine is about to go into a war for a second year. This I hate calling the president, but this buffoon. Oh, I'm going to throw in things they like, and they're going to give me what I want. No, don't pass the package. And look, if he's going to throw garbage like this to Congress, they need to keep a House speaker out of there. I don't want that to happen. Or they need a speaker that's going to have a backbone and tell the president, no. I'm going to say it again. And look, please, Ray, if, if, you, if you forget anything else I say, 
Don't forget this. Biden is not an American first president. He cares about Ukraine. He cares about China. He cares about everybody else except this country. Oh, you're a conservative. That's why you're saying that. No, the facts are, the facts are in this bill. I, I, the, the goal of this man to go in front of a camera and tell the American people, I need $106 billion for Ukraine. And our State Department. And it, oh, he wants to give it that. What was the numbers, Mr. President? 60 some billion. We'll be going to Ukraine. Okay, okay. Where everybody else is going? Oh, well, to the border, only 19 or 14 million. Uh, to Israel, only 14 million. To our State Department, only 44 billion. Because we got we to gotta replenish the, the, the weapons that we gave to Ukraine. Oh, it makes me sick. This president is not an American first president. Look, I want to lead. Look, look, on to the Israel war. Look, like I said, I wish we would help Israel. They are our true allies. We have treaties with Israel. But I wish we had a man that was in leadership like Benjamin Netanyahu. I really do. This man, I saw an article, went to the front lines and encouraged his soldiers to fight on. Our president only goes to conflict when it, 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 it inconveniences him. You know why he went to Israel? Not because he wanted to help Israel. He's trying to stop the ground invasion into the Gaza Strip. Why? You, and look, I heard that the other day. The, the governor of New York and the governor of California is going and take pictures with Benjamin Netanyahu. That is stopping the ground invasion for Israel to protect themselves. Why you have Republicans like Ron DeSantis and other governors that are trying to get American citizens out. You have Democrat puppets going to Israel, hindering their cause. And, oh, we're going to take a picture. And we're going to show people we're with the nation of Israel. Their actions are speaking louder than their words. They don't care nothing about Israel. When you have a Democrat congressperson in, the, in Congress defending Hamas... Come on, man. The Democrat Party. I'm not even going to take it a step further. The Democrat Party is not America first. They care nothing about them. They care only about themselves and their agenda. And I promise you, it is not benefiting America. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and take our break. We'll be right back in a few moments. So please stay tuned. How you doing everyone? Isaac Hayes here. I'm here to talk to you about Smith Truck and Equipment Sales. I've been part of the trucking industry for a few years now, and I know the importance of finding a company that won't just sell you a truck or a piece of equipment, but will take the time to know you and help you through the process and checking in on you after the sale. That's why we are proud to announce our partnership with Smith Truck and Equipment Sales. Smith Truck and Equipment Sales is a family-owned and operated pre-owned truck and trailer dealership in Lafayette, Louisiana, who have been serving Acadiana for over 40 years. They offer full service, parts and accessories, and financing. They also buy used trucks of all makes and models. You can visit Monday through Friday from 7.30 to 5 at their location at 3010 North East Evangeline Thruway. Or visit their website, smithtrucksales.com. You can also give them a call at 337-234-0557. And let their friendly and experienced staff take care of all your truck and trailer needs. Smith Truck and Equipment Sales. Tell them the Cajun Conservatives sent you. Oh, after a segment like that, ladies and gentlemen, I have to drink a diet Coca-Cola. <laughs> I got to drink a beverage. Something. I don't drink alcohol. Woo. Sometimes it amazes me how hot I can get. It just, I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just. Let me take a, take me, let me cool down. I, I just don't understand. Some in America. I really don't because, ladies and gentlemen, some people will hear me talk like this and say, oh, you just, you take politics way too serious. No, every red-blooded American should be hot 
about the topic I just talked about. A president that has that has done more work for Ukraine than he has done the American people. And look, like I said, I know Ukraine's in a war, but it's packages like this. He he shows me what is what is he what what is he focusing on? And look, I understand you're the president of the United States. You're a beacon for freedom. I understand that. But America, America should be first. Not Ukraine, not China. America needs to be first. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. I, I am. And look, 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 on this note, and before we get to my next topic, a, you know, a president's TV address should be iconic. Um, right off the back, I'm thinking of um, Donald Trump, not Donald Trump, uh, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan did some iconic, very iconic um, TV addresses. He did. Um, I, I think it was Gerald Ford, the prime example of Gerald Ford, um, saying he was pardoning Richard Nixon. That is iconic. That, that, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, this, the, the president of the United States announced he's going on television. Everybody has it. Um, I, like I said, I, people rather watch the New Orleans Saints and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And look, look, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the New Orleans Saints. They, 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 they stink right now, but they, I'm a fan of New Orleans. I, I didn't even hear, like I said, I didn't hear about the president's speech until that afternoon, that Friday afternoon. People are not interested in this president. Why? Because he is America's last president. And you know what's you know, funny? I, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I will bring this out. There was a poll that, that, that had that said that Donald Trump and President Biden's neck and neck. I believe that more than I believe the uh, I believe that more than I believe that the moon is made of green cheese. And then they had the nerve on that poll. And if Robert Kennedy, because Robert Kennedy is an independent, we have to start polling Robert Kennedy. It's not going to hurt Biden. It's going to hurt Donald Trump. You really, you really think? Look, whoever did that poll, they must have been drinking some scotch and added numbers and thought they really had a good poll. Because Robert Kennedy, in my opinion, is gonna hurt Biden. It's not gonna hurt Trump. But you see, they're trying to already shape the narrative of people. See, Robert Kennedy, it, there's no way people would vote for, uh, that won't vote for Trump, so they're gonna vote for Kennedy. Kennedy's a leftist. Look, I admire what he's doing. I admire that he's, run, he's running and he has some things that he's different on the um on the front of of, of of liberalism. I am. I'm happy. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm not voting for Robert Kennedy. Donald Trump is gonna be my candidate when he gets the nomination. I look I, like I said I'm a Ron DeSantis guy, but I, I Donald Trump's gonna win that nomination. In jail or not. Because ladies and gentlemen, the left has invested a lot. They're gonna try to put him in jail. But ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm just man. I really am. I'm just, I'm just, I, there's going to be liberals that are going to offend, defend by, oh, we got to protect democracy in, in, in Ukraine. No. We need a new president. That's what we need. If we get a new president, we, we, we would defend. Nobody's going to go to war. Ah, oh, I think that's hogwash. Really? You remember when Donald Trump was in office? Everybody said, oh, Donald Trump's going to lead us to World War Three. Oh, Donald Trump's going to bring us to an economical crisis. Donald Trump this. Donald Trump that. And everything they said that Donald Trump was going to do, Biden has done. We're on the break of World War Three. We have a bad economy. Americans are suffering. Everything that the left and the media told us about Donald Trump, Biden has done. In the Middle East, there was no wars when Donald Trump was there. Um, Russia wasn't invading Ukraine. China wasn't going to go ahead and invade, uh, invade Taiwan. Ladies and gentlemen, who's the bad president? But I forgot. Democrats accused conservatives of things that 
they do. I'm just, I'm just bringing that point out. All right, let's move on from that. Like I said, I got to get some Diet Coke. All right, now I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, Victoria's Secrets a few years ago went woke. Um, they had celebrities um, bashing Victoria's Secrets because they were feminizing women, which women... It's funny how the feminist movement, oh, women power. Now they don't want women power. I don't know. What, I, the left gets confused. Um, but Victoria's Secret, ladies and gentlemen, they, um, they went woke. Bad. They started saying we got to uh, embrace wokeism. We have to go ahead and make products where it, it, it's, in, it's, in, it's not diverse. And they had to go ahead and they, they, they shut down their fashion show, which was famous um, because of the, the, the Victoria's Secret Angels. And you had Morgan Robbie and all these people bashing them at first. And then they signed these people and they pushed wokeness. And as the old saying goes, you go woke, you go broke. And Victoria's Secrets has been slumbering for years. And ladies and gentlemen, look, the, the, the reason Victoria's Secret is popular is because women like their lingeries and they like their undergarments. But, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to sound too provocative here, but us men like seeing our women in that too. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> when a man, when a man sees a tag of Victoria's Secret, like $45 and they're like, oh my goodness, but they see it on the woman. They're like, hey, that $45 was well spent. Like I said, I'm not trying to sound provocative. I'm just, I'm just being honest. I'm... But when a company goes woke like that, <laughs> hey, honey, that's that forty-five dollars. It ain't going to them. You can go anywhere else, but not to Victoria's Secret, and it plummet. And they were trying to get, they were trying to get into more of other stuff. Well, this week. We get an article from the Daily Wire and it's titled Victoria's Secret's head says brand going back to sexist after woke push uh, equals sales plummet. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, during a meeting last week in New York, the lingerie brand head told investors that the new direction for the company is sexless and increasing its lingerie swimwear and act activewear line. Fox Business reports. Sexist can be exclusive, Union says, the head of Victoria's Secret. Sexist can be celebrated and diverse experience of all our customers. And that that's what we want to focus on. Uh, no, you want to focus on sales. See, you went woke, you lost money, and now you're going to, oh, we're going to sexualize women again. Because it makes money. Because, like I said, all the reasons I just said, women, some women like fashion and women like looking good in undergarments or swimwear or activewear, whatever one you want to call. And some men like seeing women in that. I'm married, so I'm going to use that. I like, like me and my wife. Hey, my wife wears something, you know, something that I can only see. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, we... That's, that's what that's what Victoria's Secret brand is on. Women wanting to look sexual in some garments and men lusting or some husbands enjoying their wives in that type of stuff. That's what made Victoria's Secret popular. So when they went to, hey, it's wokeness, we're going to go to wokeness, conservative men and women said we're not buying there, sales plummet, and guess what? Oh, we need a change. Let's not focus on wokeness no more. Let's focus on sexuality. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I would really love to ask the heads of, um, of, of Victoria's Secrets, what is a woman? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know if they've done this. I, I, all the brands that we have covered here that went to wokeness, I don't think Victoria's Secrets took the plunge of putting a man in a lingerie. They maybe, ha they maybe did. I don't know. I don't remember. And if they did, it probably was very disgusting. But, ladies and gentlemen, Victoria's Secrets... It's starting to realize, hey, this woke crap ain't working for sales. And look, they they, they can learn from Bud Light. Look, um, prime example, uh, my brother-in-law, he drinks. 
And my brother-in-law used to love Budweiser. He don't drink nothing of Budweiser no more. Um, he rather drink conservative beer. Now I don't drink, so it don't bother me. Well, we were at a family barbecue or something like that. I, th I think it was over the weekend. Um, and one of one of our relatives walked up, and they had a Bud Light. And, and my brother-in-law was like, "You're drinking Bud Light," and his conservatism came out. Now I won't repeat what he said because. I, you know, but ladies and gentlemen, conservatives are still upset about Bud Light and Bud Light sales have plummet, uh, plummet. So ladies and gentlemen, go woke, go broke. And uh, Victoria's Secrets realizing after two years of plummet sales, now we need to do something different. Let's get back to sexualizing women. Now, I don't agree with that. Okay, look, look, uh, and look, this is this is where I'm coming to the point because that was the whole mess of this. Let's sexualize women for sales. No, look, God, woman is God, is a, a creation of God. Okay, and look, if you're married, and look, I'm a Christian. I believe you have to be married before you have any sexual relationships with a woman. Um, that that is that is my belief according to the Bible. You can believe whatever you want, but hey, I stand on the truth. Um, but you know that. This brand is trying to, women, you can look like this supermodel. Is that right? No. I, I agree. I agree with that point of, you know, the feminism. Oh, y'all men think we're, we're, we're pieces of me. We're pieces of our... No, I don't think y'all like that, but I'm just saying. They, they, the sex sells, unfortunately. And we got some lustful men and even some women out there. So this... And, and I understand that part of, hey, you know, we need to stop doing that. But at the same time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this this whole push to go woke it is not it's not profitable. And when I saw this, I was like, "Wow, I need I need to address this because it it, it is it is a big a big point." All right, moving on. Um, this week in the Trump trials, I'd say Trump trials, but in the Georgia trials, we had some big uh, big developments happen. One. Sidney Powell, the disgrace attorney that went ahead and represent Donald Trump in the 2020 um, election um, election claims of that it was it was falsified. Went ahead and pleaded guilty this week, ladies and gentlemen, and um, she was she was charged with two counts of felonies um it, they brought it down in her plea deal six misdemeanors she has to pay some money um at uh, 2700 restitution to, to georgia uh, she's required to pay six thousand dollars in fine she has a probate uh probation of uh six years that was her plea deal now there were some that even with the plea deal they were trying to um go ahead and uh, asked for jail time. I don't think that happened. Uh, she, I wouldn't have took a plea deal if it involved uh, time like that. But as I said, she pleaded guilty to six misdemeanors. Now, this she ain't the only one. Um, they also had uh, a few others. Uh, Mr. Kenneth, when this ad, uh, there we go. Uh, Kenneth Chesbro, a co-defendant in the former President Trump's Georgia 2020 election case, took a plea deal on Friday. And there was also another. So there was three defendants that took plea deals they all went down to misdemeanors now what does all the misdemeanor what does all the plea deal have in part do that mean they testify against donald trump uh we don't i don't know all that we're gonna have to see um but ladies and gentlemen this is a big big blow to president trump in my humble opinion because donald trump has claimed that the 2020 election was falsified and he believes he won. It even goes to a point that on, I think it was Sunday, an ABC reported that, Don, and other news outlets did as well, that Donald Trump is trying to distance himself now from Sidney Powell. And she said he was never her, her his attorney. But there was a big pro there's a big problem with that because if you go back to 2020, he made it clear that Sidney Powell and Rula Giuliani was his attorneys. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, look, I'm not trying to say Donald Trump's wrong. I'm not trying to say the jury's wrong. I'm just trying to give you the facts right here, ladies and gentlemen. This is not good for his, his case. And the reason I say he's not good for his case because Sidney Powell, out of all people, was one that was really pushing his, his, uh, his view on the election. 
her, her Mike Lindell, all, all these people, they, they were pushing the narrative for 2020. Now that she's doing, now she's, she's saying a plea deal. We have to ask the question. Uh, well, first off, what is contained in all this plea deal, what she has to do besides what's reported from Daily Caller and Political, because those are the two papers I quoted from. And what is the, what, did Donald Trump, did Donald Trump lie about 2020? Now, a lot of people might not act like me asking that question, but it has to be asked because look, I'm, I'm a person that looks at both sides of the issue, ladies and gentlemen. I have strong feelings about the 2020 election. I do. I'm not. I, I, the, the way that the election was handled that year was very suspicious. It was also they, they had a lot of things going on. Uh, they had a lot of like with the mail-in ballots and stuff. I, I disagree with all that. And I, I have strong feelings about the 2020 election. But ladies and gentlemen, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Donald Trump, all these people went around. We had, look, look, uh, I don't call January 6th an insurrection. I don't. I, I think it was a rally that went bad and got chaotic. Um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna justify what happened at the Capitol either. Okay, I'm just gonna be, um, look, our good friend Mike, uh, Mike Catalise from the Catalise Unleashed podcast. He he made a point the other day. He was there. I, to my knowledge, I don't, I would have to ask Mike. And if Mike, you're listening, you can text me and let me know. Um, but I don't know if he, I don't think he went into the Capitol. There was a lot of people that did not go into the Capitol. It was some extremist idiots that that follow leads to go into the Capitol. Okay, but. Ladies and gentlemen, that, that was all, remember, it was called Stop the Steel Rally. And now we got Sidney Powell pleading out. Now, there could be some circumstances for that. She uh, she might not have the funds to go to court. She might not have the funds to pay the lawyer. She Because, look, look, that's why, you know, like um, uh, Michael Flynn, um, the general that was fired by Donald Trump, when they were trying to push him to court, he just he pleaded out because he couldn't afford it. So that, that might be a part as well. Look, on Donald Trump's point as well, Donald Trump facing all these legal battles, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to hit his pocketbook sometime or another. Because you think about it, Donald Trump is trying to run a national campaign to become president. He is paying uh, God knows how much money to lawyers. And look, this, I believe this is the plan of the left. Hey, if we can't, we can't get him convicted. At least we would drain his pocketbook because they don't like what he did the first time becoming president. And they were like, Oh no, we're not, he's not part of the establishment. He's not paid by nobody. Guess what? We're, we're going to have to take, we're going to have to just have to move him out of the way. So ladies and gentlemen, that, that that's going on here. But like I said, look, I haven't saw too much report. There is some by ABC and all where, what is, what does this mean for Donald Trump? I, me personally, I don't see it look good. Because when you start having people pleading out like this and plead, pleading guilty to a few things, this can go back on to when, when Donald Trump goes to Georgia and face this trial and they tell him, hey, well, you know, Sidney Powell, this one, that one, and probably whoever else pleads out, they pleaded guilty to these crimes and Donald Trump's saying he don't know nothing about it. Well, these people plead guilty. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a sticky situation. And I just, when I saw this, I thought it was big news. Wow, Sidney Powell pleading guilty to this. But, and we're going to have to see what happens. And ladies and gentlemen, and look, I get this because, look, I know a lot of people that listen to this, you're Trump supporters. And look, I don't, I don't bash you for that. You, 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 can, you can go ahead. I, look, I support Trump. All right, I do. I like his policies. I think he does good. Like I said, I, I think DeSantis will be the next best thing. But ladies and gentlemen, you know, I, I'm... I'm not going to say behind his microphone and say, oh, Trump, Trump is no problem. This is a problem. And going back to what I was about to say, I, and I, I never met him, but I've listened to Rush Limbaugh for years. And Rush Limbaugh was a realist. And that's how I want to do this show. I want to go ahead and be real with you. And I give you my opinion. Now, you can go ahead in the comments of this video or of this podcast, wherever one you're listening on, and you can comment and give me your opinion. And ladies and gentlemen, I just, we have to see how this plays. I, I just don't see how this looks good for Donald Trump. And ladies and gentlemen, I, we, we just gonna have to see. 
Because, you know, I, do I think a lot of these trials are politically motivated? Absolutely. They're trying to stop Donald Trump. And look, and look, Trump's fortunate. Trump got millions of millions of dollars coming into him through his campaign to fund his campaign. He got millions and millions of investments so he can pay for lawyers. Unfortunately, Sidney Powell and even like Mike Lindell, poor Mike Lindell is trying to survive on a company and they're suing him. And ladies and gentlemen, it's it's sad. And it's all because of a belief. Okay. And look, I understand they went through trial. Uh, they, they, they go on, they, they're facing political stuff. They believe that the 2020 election, but it, they, they don't believe Biden won it. I, look, you can believe that. You have the right in America to do that. But going to defamation trials and stuff like that, that this is this is this is a whole this is a whole nother ball game. And I don't think they could survive the bills. That that's probably one reason why she she pleaded out and possibly more. So with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back in a few moments, so please stay tuned. How you doing everyone? Isaac here, and I'm here to tell you about a great company called Givaderm. There's a lot of skincare products out in the market today, but none like Givaderm. Givaderm is a great American Christian conservative company that prides itself in making skincare products that will help your skin to stay healthy. Not like other skincare products that have toxins and chemicals that can hurt your skin. Do you know what goes on your skin is in your bloodstream in 30 seconds? So you want to be careful what you put on your body. That's why Givaderm products are made with all natural ingredients to keep your skin healthy. My family has used Givaderm products and we love it because it works. If you would like to try Givaderm and experience this great American made product, go into the description of this episode. There you will find a link to Givaderm and see what they have to offer you. At checkout, use the promo code BGSMedia10 to get 10% off your product. Thanks guys. Welcome back to the final segment of the Cajun Conservative Show today. Diving deep into a lot of topics, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to keep the ball rolling. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I, I did say this in the first segment. We will talk about the Speaker of the House and everything going on with that. Um, again, why did I put it to the last story of this podcast in the last segment? Um, because there's a lot of other stuff going on. And I, I feel we need to go ahead and ahead and talk about these things and one of these things is that james comey chairman of the house oversight committee did something this friday and as we know before we start talking about there is no house speaker there's a lot of things going on with that and apparently they are continuing to investigate even without a house speaker which is a good thing but majority of the investigations are not they're not happening because of the vacancy of the house speaker. Congress is literally shut down until a house speaker is selected. Now the pro temp can, can do some things, but it's like real emergency stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, go, going back to this and look, I, I, my phone was, was blowing up on Friday when this was released, um, by, by good friends of the show and all this stuff. But again, James Comer, James, not James Comer, James Comer, the chairman of the Hovasite Committee released evidence Friday. This is according to the Daily Caller. That showed Joe Biden took a payment from his brother, James Biden, one of his sons, Hunter Biden's business partners. Comer posted a video on X laying out a $200,000 payment Joe Biden received from his brother in 2018. Now, this is, this is before... He was president of the United States. This is when he wasn't even a president at this time. Uh, he, was, he wasn't even in office because you got to realize uh, Donald Trump took office in 2016. Um, the, uh, the, the Bidens um, went out with the Obamas. So he wasn't president at this time. But this does play significance uh, because you remember Biden made the claim. I, I didn't know nothing about Hunter Biden's business dealings. I didn't know nothing about this, or I didn't know nothing about that. And ladies and gentlemen, it's starting to come back and bite him in the rear end because if this is true, cause we will say that is an, is a, uh, is a ledge, but Comer believes there's evidence. 
And um, he said uh, the same day a distressed rural hospital operator wired 200000 to James Biden and his wife Sarah Biden's bank account. While still digging into the evidence subpoenaed from bank account belongings to Hunter Biden and the son of President Joe Biden and James and Sarah Biden, the brother and sister-in-law of the president, Comer said at the vi- at the beginning of the video, bank records obtained by the House Committee on Oversights have revealed a two hundred thousand dollar direct payment from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden in the form of a personal check. He continued, uh, "In this is what Comer's saying." In 2018, James Biden received 600000 in loans from Americo, a financial distress and failure role hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court's documents, James Biden received these loans based upon representation that his last name, Biden, could open doors that could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections. Um, on March 1st of 2018, America wired a 200,000 loan into James and Sarah's per, Biden pre, personal account, not their business bank account. And then at the very same, uh, on the very same day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check from this same personal bank account to Joe Biden. Why was this 600,000 or loan and these $200,000 went into the personal bank account of James Biden was because of his last name. And ladies and gentlemen, Democrats have been asking for evidence. And if this evidence is correct by James Comer, President Joe Biden was selling his influence, which is a crime. You remember the disgraced Democrat senator that has been indicted uh, for selling influence. And I, I can't think of his name right now. Bob, Bob Morin, Bob Maine, something like that. I, I can't think of his name at the moment. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats, this is disgraceful. That we have a U.S. senator that was selling influence because of his political position. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if this evidence is true, James Biden paid Joe Biden $200,000 for his political position. Isn't this something that should be looked at? And if, and if this is true, which the Democrats are going to say, huh, this is all false information. This is Russian collusion. If, if, if they said that the disgraced senator needed to resign, well, then why don't President Biden resign? Because he did the exact same thing. Now, granted, President Joe Biden was not president at the time. We have to give that argument. President Joe Biden was not president at the time. But the thing of it is, ladies and gentlemen, he was about to start campaigning for president. And what was in this deal for the minute? Because I just caught this. Um, it, it, James Comer said this was in, uh, that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections. Now, now look, look and like I said, I'm adding some dots. It could be false. I'm not, this is just me thinking. Middle East connections. Who? What is the? Who are? The, what is the? What is the Middle East connection they're talking about? Could this mean connections in Gaza, or in some part of the Middle East? Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I said this in the first segment. Biden really hesitant. He wasn't. He was always hesitant to go to Israel. He was always. He he, he always shied away from Israel, like they were the plague. Israel goes into a war with Hamas that leads him to the Gaza Strip. He's on the first plane to go to Israel to try to talk Benjamin Netanyahu of not invade, not invading the Gaza Strip. Now, now all of a sudden we have now it's revealed that two hundred thousand dollars a personal check was written to President Biden, and it has ties to the Middle East. It's the same thing with Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen. It's kind of funny how Biden, every so often, we need more money for Ukraine. We need more. What does Ukraine have on the president? If if we look very closely to the Biden laptop, guess what? There was a lot of business dealings in Ukraine. Remember, Biden had a, a prosecutor fired because of a quick pro quo. He told, the, he told the Ukrainian government, unless you fire that prosecutor, you're not going to get no money. Remember what Biden said? Well, let's so be. He was fired. Ladies and gentlemen, what what is going President Biden is bought and paid for. Now we know by other people besides these countries I just mentioned, but ladies and gentlemen, connect the dots. Connect the dots. 
He he he's worried about the Middle East. He's worried about. Did they pay him to worry about the Middle East? Maybe did he run for president to shore up his political influence so he could protect his investors? Which, if this is true, these two this two hundred thousand dollars. If this is true, his in, somebody in the Middle East has invested into President Biden to protect their assets. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just look. Oh, I, that's starting to sound like conspiracies. No, I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm asking questions that people should ask. Now, unfortunately, to my knowledge, I could be wrong. The media didn't cover all this. Now, I believe Fox News did it because I've seen it. Um, I don't know if Newsmax did. Um, I don't. Even, I don't know if the Daily Wire even said so. I'm not sure. I've seen this from the Daily Caller, and I'm like, huh. This is big story. This is a big story. But you're not hearing it all over the place. It is the same thing as the $106 billion I mentioned in the first segment. Why? Because it's not beneficial to the president. And they're, well, this ain't, this ain't important. They don't even have a House speaker. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why the, the House needs a House speaker. Because you remember... There was an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. That impeachment inquiry is stalled. Now, this evidence, I don't know where James Comer got this evidence, but ladies and gentlemen, this, this is a real big story. Because if this is true, I promise you this was not the first time President Joe Biden has taken money. And we know from past testimonies, not evidence, I would say past testimonies, that Hunter Biden played a big role in that. And we're just going to have to see. But ladies and gentlemen, as I said about President Joe, uh, uh, Donald Trump earlier with Sidney Powell, this does not look good for President Joe Biden. If the people of America hear it, that's why you should listen to podcasts like this show and you should subscribe to this show so you can get the up-to-date stuff like this. Ladies and gentlemen, this, is, it, this does not look good. And I even, I even, uh, if I'm not, I don't know if it's in this article, but James Biden <laughs> um, said something uh, on the lines of, "Well, my last name's going to get people, a lot of people in trouble." Yeah, because because you are, you you, I'm I'm trying to say this in the right way. If this is true, this family is built on corruption and lies. It's run like a mafia organization. And ladies and gentlemen, who's at the top? Joe Joe Biden. And ladies and gentlemen, if Joe Biden, I'm going to end on this point, then I'm going to go to my next story. If Joe Biden if it, it took this money and it was tied to Middle East interests, he needs to be impeached. Because we see why he ran to Israel. It wasn't, and look, I'm, I'm making, spec, I'm, I'm speculating right here. It maybe wasn't for the interests of the Israel people are our allies. It was maybe for somebody's interest in the Middle East. We just, if this story is true, which I tend to believe it is, the president should be impeached because he is compromised, he is bought off, and he does not have the American interest at heart. That's what I'm going to say about that. All right, let's move on. Um, I, I've been saying it. I'm going to say it right now. I am going to talk about the House Speaker's position, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm getting tired of talking about this <clears throat> Republicans need to get their act together um I made a, a TikTok the other day and I, I said we're in a mess and I said it on the podcast so if you're a regular listener of the show you're gonna know I, I made I said what a mess and and I, I use by the Republicans can't agree on anything well we had Jim Jordan now Jim Jordan is one of the most conservative members of Congress. He lost three times. Why? Now, I'm going to start off with this. Pride. So you see, some were mad at Matt Gaze because Matt Gaze ousted Kevin McCarthy. Because they ousted Kevin McCarthy, they took it out on Jim Jordan. They wanted to get back at Matt Gaze. Matt Gaze was all in for, for Jim Jordan. And they said, oh, well, you, you blocked our guy, so we're going to block your guy. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the problem with Republicans. They, instead of focusing 
on stopping the left-leaning Democratic agenda. They rather fight amongst each other. And it, you know, it, it goes. It, it, I'm going to use an example. Imagine an army, two arm, uh, two nations fighting. You can name any nation. It's up to you. And one nation's like, all right, we're going to go ahead and attack. Well, look, look, even that. Hold on. Let me stop that right there. I'm going to give you a biblical analogy. Um, and it happened a few times in the Bible. Uh, I'm trying to remember what uh, what story, but there was a story in the Bible where Israel's king was in a pickle. There was, I think it was the Syrian army or some one army, Philistine, whatever. They were, they were, and like I said, this happened a few times in the Bible. God, God used confusion. They were in a pickle. Israel was in a pickle, and they said, "Look, God, what are we gonna do?" And God just told them, "Hey, suit up and go." When they got there, they noticed the 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 opposing army were fighting amongst themselves, and God put a spirit of confusion where they were they were hearing stuff or they were seeing stuff, and they started fighting amongst themselves. And what Israel did, Israel sat back and just waited, and they were they were like, "Hmm." We're gonna wait until they, they 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 annihilate everybody, and then we're gonna go get the spoils. Now I know that was God's people, and I understand it's a biblical perspective. But, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not I'm not saying that the Democrats are godly. Please don't don't put words in my mouth. But that is what the Democrats are doing with the Republican Party right now, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrat Party. Um, were, they were in a pickle. Had an impeachment inquiries. They had the 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 the, the investigations into Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and all the Biden family. Um, they they were they were getting stonewalled on every agenda. And ladies and gentlemen, it, the Democrats were having a fit. But then you have this circumstance where Matt Gates gets his cassons on a bunch. He sides with the Democrat Party to oust Kevin McCarthy. Democrats, the reason they ousted Kevin McCarthy was not because they didn't like Kevin McCarthy. They knew they wouldn't be a House Speaker, and everything I just mentioned would stop. Now, they they would pay because of budgets and stuff like that. We're still about to go into a government recession, uh, government shutdown, and the Democrats could blame the Republicans for that. But they, they, they went ahead, and they... The Democrats are sitting on the side. Matt Gaze started doing this, and now the Democrat, the Republicans are not focusing on stopping the left-leaning agenda and saving this country. No, they're fighting amongst themselves to put a House Speaker. And you have the Democrat Party just sitting down, waiting. Hmm. When it's done, we're going to take the spoils. And they're, they're already trying to take the spoils. They're already all over the news. The Republicans are dysfunctional. The Republicans are divided. The Republicans, and they're right. I can't, I cannot stand behind this microphone and say they're not. The Republican Party is divided. And like I said, this is why nobody voted for Jim Jordan. There was some stupid Republicans, and I'm going to call them that, that said, we're going to vote for him in the first round, but then to go to the second round, we're not going to do it. But he failed. You have some stupid idiots still vote, trying to vote for Scalise and McCarthy, and Scalise and McCarthy is backing Jim Jordan. Now, after this, though, Jim Jordan has stepped out, and rightfully so. He's lo He lost more. It was four. Then it was 20. Then the last one was 25 votes against him. All right, and ladies and gentlemen, that, that don't look good. But now we're going into a new week. Now, look, we still don't have a House Speaker, which means we're about to go into the third week of essentially a government shutdown. So if Matt Gaze really wanted a shutdown, he got it. But it's just... It's ironic to me that they, 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 they kept the government open for 45 days and all this crap started happening. But now we go into a new week. And multiple, multiple Republicans, according to the Daily Wire, threw their hat into the ring for speaker. At least 10 Republicans declared their candidacy or expressed interest in the speaker race by Friday evening after Jim Jordan fell three times to gain the majority. Ladies and gentlemen, 10 people? Now, look, I, I'm agreeing how the Republicans are trying to handle this. The Republicans are going into a back room and saying, hey, guys, let's hold a secret ballot. Whoever wins, we're going to go ahead and put him as House Speaker. And probably every doggone Republican said, yep, 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 we're going to do that. Yep, yep, that's a good idea. Yep, let's do that. And they get on that, 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 that House floor and, and say, McCarthy, 
Talise. This one. That one. Donald Duck. Whatever. I don't care what name they throw out there. And like Jim Jordan's like, y'all all, I, I don't know if they all agree. They probably had some people that, hey, he can, he can, my guy getting win. Now that. Jim Jordan's thinking, hey, I'm going to win this thing. And, but 10 people are starting, ladies and gentlemen, the Republican party, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, it's hard to understand this party. Now I'm going to quote my friend, Kelby Daigle. He put out an uh, ex post the other day and now he is part of the Republican, uh, peck. Uh, the, the, the RPEC here, and he made a good point. He said, look, after I leave it, I'm probably going to leave the party because the, the Republicans are messing us up. And they, look, I am a diehard Republican. I love the Republican Party. But stuff like this? We're about to go into a third week without a speaker. And we have 10 Republicans that are showing interest? No, we need to get, we need to get a speaker before other stuff happens. Like... The Democrats figuring out a way to put Akeem Jeffries. And I said this the other day, I stand by that statement. If Akeem Jeffries become the House Speaker, Republicans shouldn't have won in 2018. No, uh, no, 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 correction, 2022. What you mean, Isaac? Well, well, that was a victory. We had, we went over five votes. We got the House and we have, and look, I'm, I'm going to call out everybody. Matt Gaetz and them other eight people, they did wrong by Allison Kevin McCarthy. Because, yes, I didn't agree with everything Kevin McCarthy was doing, but at least we were getting the impeachment inquiries. I thought he was slow as a turtle, but we were getting them done. Now we, we have other Republicans could mad because Matt Gaze took out their candidate. So now they're not going to go. Ladies, I, I, they didn't, didn't put their candidate. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, they could put up Jesus Christ for Speaker of the House, and they still wouldn't vote. Some people, oh, he's with Matt Gaze. Oh, he's with Kevin McCarthy. I ain't going to vote for him. They're not, there isn't going to be a perfect candidate. Like Steve Scalise. I understand Steve Scalise had some, he was like a moderate Republican. But ladies and gentlemen, they, oh, Steve Scalise did this to me. I'm a, they, they, they're basing their votes on grudges and on pride. Well, my candidate didn't get in or I didn't get in. I'm voting for somebody else. Ladies and, and guess what? The, like I said, the Democrats are sitting on the side laughing. Because the American people are seeing are seeing this, and look, President Joe Biden, that is a that I hate to say it, that is a a, 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 a flop of a show. What he's doing, ladies and gentlemen, you got the Republicans are not doing themselves a favor either. And look, I know I said all this. This is why I put this at, at the last part of the show. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if something don't get fixed, we're in trouble as a party. And, and look, they need to look. I'm, I'm, this is advice. I don't know if any congressman listens to me. I know local politicians listen to this show. So, any of your friends that are local politicians, if you can touch, get in touch with your friends that are in Congress and they'd love to come and talk with me, I would, or if you could pass this information along to them, please do so. This is what I'll tell the Republican Party. Get your head out of your you-know-where and do what's right for the country. Put your pride, put your, uh, put your agenda, everything. Just, just put it aside and do what's right for America. And I understand, like Matt Gaze and others might say, well, Isaac, you know, we're doing this because we love America. Really? Well, not working. You need a House Speaker, and you Republicans that that that, that they have your your head up your rear end, and, and don't want to swallow your doggone pride. Need to do so. Get it out your rear end and swallow your pride, and do what's right for America. And let's put a House Speaker, because I promise you, people are watching you. And look, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm discouraged with the Republican Party. You Republicans need to do your job. That's why we voted for you. Voted for you. And I promise you, in 2024, you're all worried about the presidential race. If y'all keep doing this, y'all might have a Republican president. But we're going to be in the same boat we were in 2018 when the Democrat Party took over the House and the Senate and Donald Trump couldn't do diddly squat. Because 
Like the last time in 2016, when y'all put Paul Ryan as House Speaker, y'all messed it up. And you're going to mess it up again for President Donald Trump if he gets elected. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and end this show on a cool note. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need your support. Uh, I would love to do this full time one day. And um, by doing this is, um, look, I'm not asking for no money. I'm not asking y'all to, the, the only thing I'm at, I will ask y'all to go to the merchandise store and pick us up, pick some great BGS Media merchandise. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, I, I need your support. I, I really would love to get this show going and do this full time, hopefully one day. So all, all I'm asking you to do is share the show with your friends and family. Post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter. Post it on uh, True Social, anywhere you have social media. Um, go ahead and, you know, I post to the website all the time. Take the web, web page and share it out with your friends and family. Second thing, hit the subscribe button. Hit the follow button, depending on the platform you're listening on or watching on. It would help out a great deal. And um, let's get these numbers up. Go to the Facebook page and like the Facebook page. Let's get that up as well. And, look, I thank you for your support. I thank you for your love and prayers. It means the world to me. Thank you. I don't say it enough, but I will say it today. Thank you. I love you guys. So with that being said, if you want to go ahead and uh, just remember that Jesus Christ is king and he's coming back and he's coming back soon. So don't be fate of heart because Jesus has overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, reach out to me. I'll tell you how to make Jesus your Savior in heaven, your home. Until next time, my friends, my family, you have a good one. Be blessed. And he